Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Jerry from Peerless Money Mentor. We met on Twitter since he's posting some great and fun financial content out there. And he has an interesting personal finance story that he will bring on the show today. Despite being equipped with two degrees, Jerry found himself in too much debt and overspent on things he could not afford. He luckily refined some of that heavy debt and entered little by little into the personal finance space. As he escaped being broke and gained mastery on his finances, he is now on a mission to help others master theirs. And for those of you who are currently struggling with debt, uh, check out his interview series from Broke to Financially Woke. It will definitely help you and guide you on how to get out of debt. And today Jerry will share his experience on how he got into debt in the first place and how he managed to crush it, literally from broke he broke to financially woke. In the next part, we will exchange perspectives on side hustles like driving for Uber, freelancing, answering online surveys, helping companies with their social media marketing, etc. We will evaluate the pros and cons and see if they make financial sense at all. This episode is for you if you're currently trying to increase your income with side activities and want to evaluate which ones might be right for you. So let's not wait a minute more and let's jump into it. Hello, Jerry. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jonathan. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's Friday evening here, so kind of relaxed and uh, yeah, happy to, that it's weekend and happy to talk to you. I mean, we've been uh, chatting on Twitter and uh, joking a bit around. <laughs> So, so it's good. And, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, being on the show. I think you have, you will bring a, a nice story to the, to the listeners today. So Jerry, can you just uh, give uh, us a little bit of an introduction of yourself? Well, I'm a personal finance. My main job is, um, working at the library full time. And on the side, I'm a personal finance writer. And I also do some social media, uh, management for, uh, for a company's, a finance company's Twitter page. And, um, yeah, so right now I'm just trying to um, transition into full-time, build up my client base. Yeah, awesome. That's, that's excellent. And, yeah, of course, what brought us, uh, what connected us is the, your Twitter account, but mostly the, the personal finance, of course. You have a specific mission with your blog, and um, that's what, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about today. Because you're helping your readers to go from broke fee broke to uh, financially free. Yes, like that's that's the main uh, purpose of the blog. I created it because of my story. I like four or five years ago, I had uh, my fiance left me, and I didn't have and I didn't have enough money to pay, continue paying the rent. And I had gotten to a, a bunch of credit card debt, and it felt it felt depressing because here I am, a guy who went to college and I got two degrees. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't uh, afford to take care of myself. So I was down to like my, my last dollar and I had to come back home and move in with my uh, brothers and sisters and, and cousin. Oh, and, man. And like shared a, like shared. A, uh, <laughs> we shared split the utilities and uh, the mortgage and stuff so we can we can uh, save money. And uh, and I had to do like to expedite my like paying off the my debt payoff. I had to take on certain side hustles uh, from Ubering to taking uh, surveys and and eventually like getting into the the freelance writing and uh, marketing content marketing okay okay that's uh, that was a lot of information uh, Jerry so I think we'll we'll go step by step here so your blog is uh, helping people from getting into I mean because it's inspired by your story of debt and uh, trying to get out of the situation. So you you mentioned okay well I had uh, my ex fiance and then that's the period where I was uh, getting into debt and I got broke. What triggered this uh, debt situation? Was it okay maybe the sadness uh, of of the breakup or was it already some kind of habits that built up before the breakup? It was uh, before the breakup. Mm -hmm. uh, I had gotten to. Um my friend uh, was telling me about credit cards and I was like, um, I was like telling him, no, I, I have a debit card and I've uh, got some, 
I got a, at the time it had like a rewards program on that, so I didn't want to get into a credit card debt. And then I eventually got this uh, Capital One um, Quicksilver or something credit card. So I started putting payments on it on that, and I was like, well, I could use this to you know buy a TV. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> use it to buy a TV and. I eventually, uh, um, at the time, I thought I was kind of younger, and it was the time I was like, I thought I was invincible as far as I didn't need health care. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I t- take out, like, a, a health care credit card. So, when I went to the emergency, like, the doctor, I had to use, instead of paying, using with my debit card, I put just put money on the, the credit card. And eventually, I kept on building up a, a balance or whatever, and... It, it didn't. It sounded. It didn't have no zero percent interest. You know, free period. And if you don't pay the the credit card off every month, then you it it builds up interest, and that that just goes down. It kept growing and growing and growing. And at the time, one one point, my ex fiance she lost her job, and I had to take on every all the bills in the house, and I couldn't afford to you know pay more than the. The minimum payment and that put me more it kept getting deeper and deeper into debt and i, I at one point i just couldn't i called the, the bank up and i was like how do i you know get the the interest on the the credit card lowered and at the time i didn't know about credit card like i didn't know that you could refinance them uh refinance debt or whatever so i just kept the balance just kept growing and eventually got to a point where it was over ten thousand dollars in credit card debt and I was just like, it felt like uh, it, it was hopeless. I couldn't, but my friend, one of my friends mentioned that you could, I could consider like refinancing the debt since I had good credit. So that's what eventually I ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's a bit uh, funny, your story. I mean, not funny, but I mean, it's a bit ironic, I would say, because first you had your debit card, so then you cannot spend more than what you have. And then you kind of make the choice anyway to go for this Capital One card. What made you change, make the switch? Just your friend talking to you about trying a credit card? Yeah, it was uh, getting uh, the rewards points. He said it was more more rewards points. And I I was like, but eventually, like, if you don't pay out the the interest cancels out the rewards that you get if you um, keep putting more and more on it. And the rewards, it doesn't make sense to continue using it. And I and at the time I had the had the money to pay it back and I wasn't wasn't thinking like my fiance is gonna lose her job and I'm gonna have to take care of mm-hmm. all of this so I wasn't thinking about like what happens in the case of an emergency and I'm, I'm not I didn't think about the negative uh, ramifications of not of using a card I just like hey I get I get rewards points that's cool and do you remember uh, what was the time span approximately how many months or years it took to go from zero debt to ten thousand dollars in debt. Uh, it was built up over probably like three, three years, two or three years. Mm-hmm. And I just kept, yeah, I just kept putting like a, yeah, eventually I just put a TV on. I went to, got a Best Buy card, you know, I got, I got one card, then I got another, another one, then I got, oh, a, yeah. mm-hmm. then I got a AutoZone. I mean, a, a car from my, um, a car to repair my car. Cause I didn't have the money, uh, in my savings to do that. So I was like, yeah, hey, I'm just going to put it on credit. And pay it back later. Yeah, but then in the end, uh, it just accumulates in the background up to ten thousand. Yeah, and that was kind of your wake up call. You like, oh wow, I'm I'm at, I'm at ten thousand. <laughs> what's 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 happening here? Or uh, was it just like? Yeah, I was uh, at a point. I was I was like just searching for for answers. I was like, what can I do to you know get out of this debt? Mm-hmm. And my friends kept mentioning like he kept mentioning like, uh, well, you can. You can refinance and try refinancing it, and eventually that's what I did. I ended up taking out two um, personal personal loans, so the interest rate on my credit cards were something to like twenty percent or something crazy like that. Yeah, and I took out two personal loans, and uh, I think the APR was five point nine nine percent on there. So, and it was a three year time period, so I'd, ha- I'd have time to pay it, pay off. It had gave me a specific deadline to pay off the debt within three years. Okay, in three years. Okay. So you got a lower interest rate, which is good. And did you do anything else then to try to pay off the debt faster? Or uh, did you just follow the plan and uh, pay it off in three years? Well, uh, the other thing I tried to do was um, I tried to, uh, well, I was trying to get earn more money. So I took on certain jobs. At the time, I, I didn't, 
I, I took on, I was working two jobs, uh, working a main job and I was working at the library on the side. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was taking on, I had two jobs, two, two sources of income to, you know, pay back the debt faster and attempt to pay back the debt faster. Okay. So in the end you buy TVs, you pay your uh, medical expenses with your credit card and then actually... I mean, you need to then work even harder to pay them off. So, you know, you have kind of, you have easy cash, but then you have a hard life, actually. Yeah, it was, it was very tough. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Yeah, man. So how, how, how did your um, uh, weeks look like? Like, did you work like 12 hours a day or even more? Uh, well, at that point I was working, um, I was doing uh, eight, well, so, sometimes it was 11 hours, 12 hours a day because I get off. I work from nine to five, and then I'll get off and rush to my uh, rush to my the the library job across town. And it'll be like I have another hour to get there, and just hop in the car and like rush over there. And it's three hours. It was like kind of it was only a ten hour job at that point, so it was it wasn't like every day I'm working eleven hours. But eventually, you know, uh, even when I moved out, then I started the um, when I started doing the Uber and other style hustles. Then it became like an eighty-hour work week almost. Oh wow, <laughs> that's that's tough because in the end, all that hard work is just to pay off debt. It's not to even save or uh, uh, let's say have something extra for yourself. So it's yeah, it's quite tough. So well, uh, what can I say? Well, congrats to you to 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 have managed that debt i mean like uh yeah it's it's amazing i mean the courage you got and everything so yeah congratulations uh, jerry thank you <laughs> yeah yeah and so um what would you say i mean to anybody to any listeners that uh that is in the same situation or how can they avoid uh, entering the situations uh, I think you can avoid uh, the situation by because I had kind of like a I deserve it mentality because I because I went to school and got two degrees. I was like, I deserve uh, a nice, nice car. Um, mm-hmm. I deserve I deserve a TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I would say it's to, to not get in that situation. Um, just don't I know it's kind of tough, but you got to live below your means and. And um and avoid getting like into the credit card that you can't that you can't pay back and. But it's hard. I mean, like if all your friends got a, a TV, I mean a nice TV or whatever, uh, like a nice car. I mean, like we're dudes, so <laughs> cars. You know, it's it's often like, hey, uh, he got a BMW, I got, or he got a Mazda Sport or whatever. Yeah, it's nice to look at it, and then you, know, you maybe you try to to drive the car of a buddy or something, and then you're like, oh yeah, I like it. It's new. It's there's this uh, stereo installation. The acceleration is awesome. Whatever. So how how do you fight this? I mean, like it's um, yeah. I mean, it's natural. I mean, I have this as well. I mean, like sometimes you see your friends or your neighbors. I mean, they have a nice clothes or they have a, this new car. What time? Uh, at least for me. This goes away. I don't care anymore. But back in the days, you know, it, it's normal. You're 25, you're 26. Uh, just get out of uh, college. You start your job. You start to earn, make money. And you want to try to buy stuff and uh, clothing. That was for me, maybe. And clothes, nice clothing, nice this and that. And uh, hang out at places or travel like everybody else. So it's it's normal. So how, how can we fight this? Uh, yeah, that's a very tough question. Cause yeah, that, <laughs> that's basically what, that's what I was going through because at the time, like my friends, like we all went to college together and they got uh higher paying jobs mm-hmm. and they were like, well, okay, now let's now that since we have these higher paying jobs, we can afford to travel more and we can, um, we can afford uh, nicer cars and things. So I didn't and go out, going out to restaurants and things of that nature. And I, I didn't want to be like, uh, I can't participate because, you know, I don't have this, the same level of income that you have. So it was kind of, it was kind of shameful in a sense. I was kind of ashamed of like being the, the person that was the lowest paid in the group. And, and instead of telling them no, that I couldn't go on these vacations, that was another thing that, um, that I was putting on credit cards and it was, it was a vacation that I wanted to go, go on. And instead of telling them no, I would just put it on a credit card and, and try to pay it pay it off later. Instead of telling them that revealing it to them my true situation and be like oh, I can't do this because I am um, I'm broken. I don't have enough money to uh, you know pay 
pay it, pay, pay these things off. And yeah, that's really tough because yeah, that was it was very embarrassing time <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, so it's really like the, this. Uh, when I hear you, it's it's like the the feeling of belonging of you know doing the same as your peers actually. Yeah, I wanted to keep up with my uh, my peer group, and I didn't want to give out the appearance that yeah. But I was telling them, yeah, if I would tell them like yeah, I'm broke uh, and I can't afford to do this. Then they kind of look at look down on me or whatever, and I feel like I feel like at the time I kind of felt like a failure because I didn't have the 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 uh, the salary that I desired, and I feel like I went to school and got two business degrees, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't afford the things that I want to, you know, get. And I was like, at the time I was like, well, what was the point of my degrees? And and I was thinking to myself, I was like, maybe I should have I should just burn my degrees, and I was just in a bad bad space. Mm-hmm. As far as like not you know taking one taking control of my life, and I want to just blame blame everybody, blame blame the school or whatever, blame every every other person instead of like taking control and doing things to you know get get myself out of the situation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And is it then that you kind of started your um, your blog actually, or was it a, a bit later? Well, it was uh, right around the time, like uh, it was a year after I um, I started refinancing my debt. I started, um, well, I, I wanted to know more. I wanted to, you know, try to, I wanted to change my life or change my financial life around. So I started reading. Uh, I had read um, Dave Ramsey's book before, like in a total money makeover. Mm-hmm. And I had read um, other other finance books, but I just didn't apply to uh applied the, the the teachings that they taught because I think in Dave Ramsey's book he teaches you know you could, you should buy a five thousand dollar car or something else, like try to get a bucket but I ended up buying like a car at the time that was um I think it was twenty something thousand dollars and that was almost my salary at the time <laughs> that I was making. So I had a little bit of financial knowledge but I wanted to learn learn more so I kept on reading. Um I think I was reading at the time it was uh, Wise Bread, and then eventually I got a chance to I ran into this financial cur- personal finance curation site called Rockstar Finance. Yeah, not sure if you ever heard it, and it has um it was th- reading these three the three best articles of the day. So I was reading that every day, and I was I was like, oh, it's it's cool that people are actually sharing their stories. I'm like, uh, I wonder if I have I have a short story to tell. I was like, I, I do have a story to tell, but how can I? Would anybody like listen to my story? So that's <laughs> when I created. That's when I created the um the broke five broke article, and that's what um I think Jay Money. If you ever heard of him from Budgets Are Sexy, he uh he saw it one day and he featured it on Rockstar Finance. And that's when I was like, oh, this is fun, man. I didn't know they had a community of like personal finance nerds. And that's when I got a chance to, you know, um, I got a chance to, I was blogging from there. It just encouraged me to keep learning and keep uh, writing. And when you, um, when you write your articles and stuff, it kind of, in a way, it kind of holds you accountable because like when you're writing something, you like, you want to, you know, stay on the path mm-hmm. and to reach your financial goals or whatever. And it was just like this community it was so supportive and I eventually got a uh won a scholarship to the FinCon uh the FinCon event and I think it was in Orlando in of 2018 and that was really fun. That's when I met all these like financial nerds and <laughs> found out that people were like uh there were freelance writers and people that made money in this space and that's when I was like, oh, wow man, our friends were like that it was just like it's crazy that you you're, uh, they have this group of people that are into money online that you're now connected with, but it all started from there. Because I, when I first started my first uh, wanted to start my blog, I reached out to Jay Money, one of the popular bloggers in the space, and he told me, "Man, just get get started. Don't worry about the marketing or none of that nature. Just write your heart out." And from there, just uh, I listened to him, and it took off a little bit. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's a great story, and I didn't know you went to FinCon in uh, 2018. Okay, that's that's great. Yeah, that was that was that was a lot of fun. I I got uh, it's kind of overwhelming when you when you get there. It's like a lot of <laughs> I think it was like 2,000 people, and and at first it, I was kind of you know kind of 
kind of shy sometimes a little bit, but once I got in there, I got acclimated and started talking to people and, and it's easy cause y'all talking about y'all there for the like similar purposes. So it's easy to, to like talk to, talk to people and tell them your story or listen to their stories. And sometimes I was just hanging out with people like four, four, until four o'clock in the morning. And it was just, it was just so much fun. And I'm looking forward to going back uh, this year. I skipped, I didn't go last year, but I'm looking forward to going back this year. It's going to be in California. Yeah, and I, I got my ticket already, Jerry. So we'll meet there for sure. Awesome. <laughs> so that's excellent. Yeah, yeah, it will be good to meet you in person as well because I went last year in 2019. So, uh, so yeah, I had I share the same feeling. It's a lot of people. It's uh, but it's awesome. I mean, it's um, I mean, I do this as a hobby, and then uh, yeah, it's great to meet like-minded people who people who share their money, even though it's US centric. It's great for me to go there and learn from people and meet people physically. It's, it was awesome. So yeah, looking forward to meet you there. And, uh, yeah, just back to the, to your blog then. So I saw you, you've shared a, a few stories of, um, other people going, I mean, that were broke and that, that are now financially woke. Any specific stories that you want to share that you, or things that struck you from, uh, other people's stories? Oh yeah, because like um, I got the idea to create the the broke from uh, broke to financially woke series after like people uh, I, I posted it on Twitter one day. It's like who would uh, would this would be a cool idea? And I got like I had like thirty, forty retweets and stuff. So I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna go move forward with this idea. Ah, <laughs> so, oh, cool. Yeah. And um, and a lot of people like uh, from the stories, um, some stories I, uh, I noticed that some people were really, you know, going through a depression and mm -hmm. that would that would make them cause them to overspend. And that piece, you know, it was one, two or three. or It was probably four or five people like telling their story about how it was a very depressing time for them. Mm -hmm. And that caused them to overspend. And I was kind of. I was I didn't at the time I didn't know but I I, I was kind of depressed too at the time because I was you know having trouble um, finding a job in my field and I was having all these difficulties and and I didn't realize it till then I was like maybe that was one of the reasons why I was you know overspending and a lot of people made the same mistakes that I did I, I saw that a lot of people they bought uh, cars and like homes that they couldn't afford and they eventually had to, you know, downsize. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of commonalities in the common, a lot of people made the same mistakes uh, from the, uh, reading the, the, the people who come reading the series, they're reading the interviews in the series. A lot of people made the same mistakes and they all had ways of like, you know, getting out of it by growing their income and doing certain side hustles or, turning their hobbies into into their side hustles or monetizing their monetizing something. So it was interesting to see like all the the even though people had different stories, a lot of similarities and you know how to um overcome and and use like in and some of the questions that I like, well people were they had knowledge of, you know, how to had financial knowledge but they just didn't apply it so it's kind of like um when i was reading those i was i was thinking to myself is it really you know um it's financially woke really it's really that is that the the ultimate solution to getting out of and to becoming you know mm -hmm. uh escaping broke by broke because some people are like they, they 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 actually know what to do and i mean that's in a sense that's like whether it's dieting or or you know doing the things that we need to need to do sometimes we we actually know but we just don't you know for whatever reason we just don't do them so and i think it, the knowledge is an important piece because right now i'm just focusing on you know applying 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 because i've been you know i've been studying finance personal finance for um a couple of years or three years now and like almost every day but now it's just a matter of uh if you don't apply the knowledge, then it's kind of pointless, you know, yeah, exactly. to, to have yeah. everything. Yeah. And um, one one thing that uh, strikes me as well with this uh, <clears throat> broke, uh, broke fee broke to financially woke is that it, it can apply to anybody, actually, like uh, people with good jobs, people with education. I mean, you, you have two, two degrees. It, it's not a matter of who's smart or stupid or 
or rather who, who has a good job or a bad job, it, it can happen to anybody. When I hear what you say, it's, it's a lot connected to emotions and okay, there's knowledge, but it's a lack of practice of knowledge or something as well. There's no judgment to have. I mean, it can happen to everybody. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because I, I, one of the things I, I find interesting in studying like behavioral, like economics and mm -hmm. people, why, why people make decisions that they make. And we, you know, we, you, you know, from, I guess from personal experience, you know, that we, we all don't make, make the rational, rational decisions every time. We sometimes we just go by emotions and we're not, we're not robots. So sometimes we just go exactly things yeah. in life happen. Or are you like, Or you have a trouble, like another thing was a troubled childhood. Somebody wrote in one of the stories that they had a, a tough childhood growing up. And, and when they grew, um, when they got older, they wanted to compensate for that by, you know, purchasing things. So mm -hmm. it's uh, sometimes we try to um, make fun of people or like try to tell them that they shouldn't, well, make fun of their, their decision making. But you don't know, like the, the, the story, the backstory behind it. So it's kind of, it's kind of tough because you don't want to eat. You, you want them to improve, but you don't want to like put them down or like uh, judge them too harshly for making the decisions, the main mistakes that they've made. Because we're all at the end of the day, we're all human. So yeah, everybody has their story, of course. So it's more about trying to find a way to get them out of debt. So then <laughs> that's more the the important issue. What we, what you and I are trying to do with our blogs and our podcast is is to help people understand and how to apply finance. And because we. We don't want to see them uh, yeah, going broke. Of course, I'm not a psychologist, but at least uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to understand a bit where it comes from helps. But uh, yeah, it's a mission uh, for us every day. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Very good. Okay, Jerry. And then, Jerry, uh, what is uh, as well interesting uh, with you and, and, and your blog is that you write about uh, side hustling. Side hustling, meaning having a side business, a side activity to make some money. And uh, you, Jerry, in particular, have experience with uh, being an Uber driver, a Lyft driver, and as well the, I mean, online surveys. So can you tell us a little about yeah, your experience as an Uber driver and does it make sense actually economically? Is it worth it? Okay. Well, it all started from, um, from well, I became, started, got the idea to drive for Uber uh, from, take, from taking surveys because I started with the... Um, I, when I was looking for ways to grow my income, I kept, you know, and, and a lot of people like in the, in the personal finance, their content has like surveys, links to surveys or whatever. Yeah. So like I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try this out, and I tried uh, Swagbucks, I think it is, and it had like a link to you know you could do Uber. If you try Uber, then you'll get a ninety ninety dollar um you'll get a ninety dollar credit or whatever if if you do Uber, sign up for Uber and after you take your first drive, pick up your first rider, then you would get a ninety dollar credit. And I that's the that's what got me into uh doing Uber. And first I was kinda hesitant. I was like, um, I don't want to pick up strangers. Yeah, yeah. It's because you use your car, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I used my car and I was like, I don't know if that's actually like the safest thing to do. But at the time I was like I I need uh I need to need more money so i feel like in a, i need a, it's flexible so and I, so i decided to give it a shot after my first ride first couple rides and i was like it was kind of it's kind of addictive well i get the way it's designed like after you finish um well even when you're riding driving your uh person to the destination that you'll get another um you'll get another ping another call and so you can you can accept it Before you get to, before you even drop off your uh, this current pet, the person that you're riding to the, their destination, and so it's I got kind of I don't know if from a behavioral spec I got kind of addicted to um to doing it, and I was like oh, I was telling my girlfriend at the time that yeah I'm gonna uh, I told her I was like yeah I'm gonna do it for a certain amount of time that night I was and then but some I ended up doing it like until twelve one or two in the morning on some, some nights because I was just like addicted to, you know, I just got addicted to it. And I was, it was fun meeting new, the new, the people and stuff and hearing their stories. I was meeting people from all over, all over the world. Some people were from uh, Egypt. Some people were, because I was doing it mostly from the airport, from our airport here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. 
So I was picking up business travelers and they'll tell me their stories and and they'll tell me like, uh, well, and I can speak business with it, talk to them about business, talk to them about uh, technology. And it was fun for me because it was like in a way it was kind of like my own kind of like my own podcast and it wasn't <laughs> like you know everything yeah yeah cool. but i'm gonna get to get to know get to ask these ask these questions you know some people wouldn't talk but most people it, it would talk because you're in a uh, in a car together for like 30 to 40 minutes so <laughs> yeah sure and um so it's a fun experience uh, so uber is a fun experience but how is the money thing? I don't, I don't know the exact model of Uber, but do you get a commission on every ride and plus the tips or how does that work? Yeah, uh, well, you get a commission on every ride and the the ride passengers, they can get they can leave tips if they want to. Mm -hmm. So um, I found out, well, I thought it was it was worth it in the beginning because uh, I was making I was making good money from the airport. It was like, you know, sometimes it'll be like, it, during a surge, it'll be like forty dollars um, for the ride, but um, it was only until after I, I did a cost benefit and an analysis. I did a guest post for um, somebody in the um, personal finance space, and we found out that we what we did. I did a day that I was at because I did the LSU football games too, and I made I made like two hundred and fifty dollars that day. But after we um, analyzed everything, that um, I ended up. It was only making like ten dollars an hour after we did all the expenses. Mm -hmm. You know, we did gas, uh, took uh, out the, yeah. the gas, the um, the um, it was gas like washing your car, all the maintenance. Yeah, the 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 maintenance on your car and all changes and all 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 of that nature and and you have the ride share insurance and. All of those expenses, not to mention like the wear and tear on your car, which is an, an invisible expense because you can't really see it. True. Uh, true. Um, after we did that, it was only I was only making ten dollars an hour, so I was like, oh, "I mean, I thought I was making so much more." And then we he included because I, I took some breaks too, like an hour break here, an hour break there. But I didn't know. Well, in, in the calculations, he included the unpaid breaks. So, because I'm out there, I guess for for the purpose of driving. So, um, I didn't at the time. I didn't. I, I didn't use the unpaid breaks. I was just like, yeah, this is just time. I'm just relaxing. So, mm -hmm. but after we did all that, then we, to me it didn't make sense, especially since I had the, I had a couple moments. I take my car to the shop for, and at the, it was like nine hundred dollars here or. Three, three or four hundred dollars there, and eventually I was like, uh, "This doesn't, it doesn't make any financial sense to continue." But, but I see how it could be uh, beneficial to somebody because that doesn't have because um, I have a, had a full time job at the time, at, um, and I didn't really have to rely upon the money, so it was just extra money. <laughs> so, it, in a sense, I get, I, and I can see it could be um, beneficial to somebody that, that doesn't have the, um, any job. To, they can make a, a little bit of money to help them keep stay afloat. But yeah, and, and uh, when I went to um, actually to FinCon, so to the US, I used the Uber all the time. I was talking to the drivers, and some say, "Well, I'm trying to make this as a full time income." And some were saying, well, look, I'm doing this because now I'm almost close to retirement and I'm, I just want to supplement my retirement. So it's really everybody has his own take with it. And But I had pleasant conversations, especially uh, this year. The I mean, last year, the conference was in Washington. So the ride is uh, uber long, actually. It's about one hour. So, yeah, I had, we had good conversation. I think they enjoyed it as well. So like airport passengers, like a bit like you. So, you know, it's kind of relaxed, you know, so it's. It's quite nice, but okay, as you say, at 10 bucks an hour, if you have a full-time job, yeah, well, you need to weigh the pros and cons. And uh, Jerry, um, so uh, we mentioned Uber. Are you doing any other side businesses today or have you experience with others? Uh, uh, at the moment, um, I'm just doing the, uh, the freelance uh, writing mm -hmm. and I'm doing um, the social media marketing. So I'm focusing on those two because I think it's, um, well, it's to me, Uber was, it's like a low, uh, it was a low paying side hustle. So I'm gravitating to more like higher paying uh, side hustles. So at the time I was, I was doing everything I was doing at the time I was doing a little bit of freelance writing, but, um, I think, uh, yeah, I can get paid more 
from doing like my writing and I don't have to, I don't have to be out out hours of the night and endangering my life. And sometimes, you know, when you drive more, that's put yourself at more risk for, you know, accidents and things to happen. True. Yeah. So, so to me, it's, uh, it's right now I'm just focusing on growing my skills, my writing skills and, uh, or content management skills. So down the line, um, I wouldn't have to, I won't have to work as, as much. So I'm trying to get to a point where i only have, um, only need one job but at, at time it's, it's kind of tough right now in the beginning because i'm you know trying to pitch i'm spending time pitching clients or sure, trying to yeah. get trying to get new clients but i think that uh some of the work that i do i'm getting paid more than my uh my main job hourly um mm-hmm. So eventually, I, I think I want to transition to that. I'm just kind of, it, I'm just trying to testing testing the waters out now because I have nothing to lose really because I have my main job and that takes care of most of my, um, you know, my basic needs and things of that nature. So I'm just trying to test test out becoming. I started create start creating my own business. I uh, turned it into an LLC. Uh, it's Pillars Content LLC um, right now. So. I'm just trying to see where that where that where I can take that or if I can my goal is to quadruple my uh the income from the side 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 hustle income from last year. Mm-hmm. So that that'll be at least like twenty thousand making twenty thousand dollars. Uh so and oh, that sounds good, yeah. man. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, good good luck with that. And uh, especially the I really like that because I mean, the skills you mentioned, freelancing and uh, social media marketing, I mean, these are skills that you can use for peerless mentor. I mean, you can use it for yourself. Yeah. And uh, it's skills that will always be in demand, high in demand, especially the yeah, the social media marketing um, agency or, um, yeah, hustle. It's great. I mean, like if you can ma- master that and get better at that, I think it's uh, it's fantastic. I mean, like, you know, like me, for example, okay, I have my day job and I do the podcast and the, and the blog, but you know, okay, social media, I do it a bit by myself. I have some, I have learned some tricks along the way, but still, uh, I'm not an expert in the, in the managing of uh, social media stuff. So yeah, of course, you know, I could use people like you, for example, you know, so, uh, this is something I can, I can think of. It's definitely valuable for small entrepreneurs, small companies, or people that just don't want to do it. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> so no, it's a great uh, value to the marketplace, uh, Jerry. So excellent. And uh, Jerry, of course, there's one thing I need to ask you. It's about the online survey. So how much is that worth? Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, um, it's like I was doing it at the time and my friends were like when we were on vacation and they were like, "What? What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm earning, a, <laughs> I'm earning money. Like, I'm earning a dollar for per survey." And I was like, "Because uh, we was like, we had some downtime, and I was just like uh, taking a survey." And I was like, <laughs> "At the end of the survey, I was like, yeah, I just earned a, I earned a dollar." And I was like, at the time, my friends was just like, um, we, "You understand that you want to make money, but there, there are uh, better ways and you know better uses of your time." So. Um, and I think you still get you get money for like searching the web. You get money for uh, watching videos or this kind of stuff. And watching, yeah. watching, yeah, watching videos. But it's it's to be honest, it's not in my opinion, it's not much money uh, to be made. Or I know some people get they or stay at home moms that benefit from it. So uh, I mean, if you, it, I think it, uh, in my opinion, I think it's just more. It's better to it's better use of your time would be you know gaining independent in demand skills which is what I'm doing now is gaining uh, use that time to gain in demand skills but but I understand if you if you need quick money and you just need to like make a need to if you you have to do it I guess it's like the last yeah it's like the last resort because if you if you need uh, need it right now then I guess it's it's good in a sense but it's the the hourly wages, like when when we look at that, is super low. It's like almost a dollar to three dollars, dollars an hour, and I, th- I believe you're worth um, more than that. So, mm-hmm. and actually, Jerry, I have um, back in the days, you know, I had a conversation with some buddies, and you know, it's like, um, oh yeah, I can make. I, I don't know what it was. I, I don't remember what activity it was, but it's like, 
oh yeah, but you know, if I do this, let's say I wash cars, uh, I can make uh, $15 an hour. And then it's like, oh yeah, but um, is it really worth it? Because in my day job, I'm paid $20. And then I was like, yeah, but um, uh, listen, uh, Peter, um, my uh, free time activities are not my day job. So my day job, okay, <laughs> maybe I make 20 and 25 time, but then it's my free time. So should I be paid, should I try to pursue activities that pay me less or more? Because it's my free time. Is is it, what is the worst? Because you cannot really compare. I'm not working for a, a boss. And then, you know, this this discussion, I've had it two, three times with a few friends. And I, I went to look a bit online, actually, and I found a test, which I can link in the show notes, is that with this test, it takes, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to do. And when you do it, it calculates what your, um, how you value your free time. I will give you an example. There's one question in there. It goes like this. Let's say somebody is on the marketplace in the Baton Rouge and they, uh, they are there um, with a, a note of $100. They give it to anybody who comes. I mean, yeah, there's no approximate waiting time so it, it, because everybody wants this $100. So the question is, how long are you willing to stand in line to get those $300? And then with this question, I don't know if you have an answer now. Yeah, I was just trying to think in my head. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like the more, the longer that you stay uh, in line, I mean, I guess the longer that you stay in line, the, the value of your, uh, the hourly value decreases, right? Or yeah, if correct. You stay in yeah. Line. So if you say I'm staying five minutes, then it means that... Uh, uh, you value your time at uh, $1,200 an hour. But for example, I did the test and that's one of the questions. But um, there's like a series of questions. So it's not only that one, but that one is, uh, I remember it easily. And then based on all the results, then you know like, yeah, well, for example, if you're offered to uh, to work extra at work, well, you should ask compensation with an increase of 30% of your hour wage and this kind of stuff, you know, it helps you a bit negotiate and try to find out what would be an ideal rate based on your preferences. For example, for me, it was about $70 an hour. So for example, if I do something outside of work, it, get, it needs to get paid or a survey or whatever. Well, I should expect, or I should at least do it if it's more than 60 or 70 bucks. And on the contrary, there was as well a, result that well if you have um if you're trying to hire people uh, for example for uh, 15 20 dollars an hour to do your cleaning etc well it's uh, you should do it because i value my time at 60 70 dollars an hour well if she does it for less then you should do it because then you you just save kind of on your free time ah that's a, i'm going to have to take that sorry babe <laughs> that's a really yeah, I'm about to take that. Uh... I, I like this kind of things because then after this test, you know, I have one number in my head and then I can make decisions based on that. But okay, maybe I'm a bit nerdy and uh, analytical in this, but uh, it's a test I recommend to many people and uh, to you as well. Then you will see from this test, uh, yeah, I would not do the Uber driving, for example, if it's $10 an hour. <laughs> yeah, because of value time, because at, at yeah. the time I was spending so much time on Uber and all these other, you know, from blogging, I got so obsessed with everything that mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, spend time in, in my relationship at the time. And, and that became a problem. Eventually, you know, we had to part ways because I was, I wasn't present. I was just spending all this time working and, and, and your buddy still invite you on the weekend trips and stuff like this. Uh, yeah, we still, uh, yeah, they still invite me on the trips and stuff. Just joking, just joking, uh, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Jerry, thanks so much. It's uh, it's great to speak to you. And uh, do you have any final tips on um, on side hustle? What would you advise somebody who says, "Well, look, uh, I'm looking to make more money. I want to, I don't know, maybe reach fire or uh, save money for my for a car." What tips would you give uh, in general for those people? Uh, as far as high hustle, if you're trying to look at um, if you need something in the short term, and then I would consider uh, something like Uber mm -hmm. or some other on-demand, like a like a, a food delivery platform or something of that nature. But if you're looking to, you know, turn your side hustle, looking at the long term, eventually, and looking to turn your side hustle into a full-time thing, then I would consider more of 
uh, studying in, in demand, looking at the market and studying in demand, um, in demand, trying to gain in demand skills and like, uh, well, something like, you know, what I do with freelance writing or marketing or you can do other things um, like uh, coding or something mm-hmm. on the something on the style where you can uh, it's you know you can use it it's in demand you can um, use it for to gain gain more money because eventually like you, you, the time thing you wanna you don't wanna you know have a situation where you're you're working all hours of your life <laughs> you just work to you're not working to you know you don't want to live to work you want to work to uh, you know live and enjoy your family time mm-hmm. you don't want to have all your time consumed by just working you have to protect your and you need i've learned that you need downtime because at one point i was just working non-stop almost 80 90 hours a weekend oh, and, and it was just <laughs> it was just uh it's just it's restless and it creates problems within your relationships and and if you don't want to have that, th- have those kind of problems, then I would, you know, take time to to study that. I would think more long term and whatnot if we can, you know, study, mm-hmm. keep studying uh, in demand, uh, gaining in demand skills and turning that into, you know, making it so you eventually make more money per, per hour. Oh, excellent, Jerry. I really like that. And Jerry, actually, just wondering, so now... You have this side hustles, activities. I understand that you eventually want to um, go full-time with your company, your LLC. Is there another financial goal, a big financial goal behind that? Uh, do you want to reach financial independence earlier or uh, something like that? Um, that's part of it. I want to, uh, well, at the moment, I want to reach financial independence. I'm, I'm 32, so I want to, I, I said a goal, I want to reach uh be financially independent by at least 55 mm-hmm. that is one of the the, the long-term goals i don't necessarily want to retire but you know having an option to retire is is, is nice and another reason for like trying to go full-time with my um the company is because i want to be location independent so i want to you know be able to travel more and not be tied to you know one location so i want to you know Eventually, like going to probably take a, a year and just travel and do do some uh, traveling. Maybe, you know, come to uh, Luxembourg. <laughs> of course, you're welcome here, man. It would be a yeah. pleasure to see you. And yeah, it's great. I mean, if you can uh, travel with your laptop, do some social content uh, for, uh, for a client or write a freelance article uh, while you're uh, sunbathing in uh, Brazil sometime, you know, <laughs> it, it's great. You know, it, it's... Uh, what internet offers today. So yeah, well, uh, good luck to that. And uh, Jerry, uh, thanks so much for sharing your stories and your excellent tips on uh, side hustling. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, it was a very interesting conversation. I think the listeners uh, will find uh, value in what you have said. And I think it, it was interesting to, for me as well to, to hear your stories. And Jerry, before we close off the show, we always have the three quick fire questions. So Jerry, first question. What has been your best investment so far? Uh, my best investment so far has been in uh, investing in my own education. Mm-hmm. And I decided, well, since I have two degrees, I, at one point I was like, well, maybe I should go back and get my master's. But I decided to, you know, do a, go the self-education route where I just purchase uh, online courses or I learn from one of my favorite things to do is read books. So I'm I work at the library, so I get a chance to read books every, like basically every day. <laughs> yeah, cool. To study like um and, and from from some of the books I read, I get article ideas, or um and some of the classes I take. I've, right now, one of the uh the best best courses that I purchased recently is this class called Earn More Writing, and in it I get a chance to um to connect with people that are that have the same goal of, of turning their, you know, becoming a full-time freelance writers. And sometimes people will post jobs in the, and what comes with the course, you get a invite to a Facebook, a private Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So people will paste, post jobs that they uh, find. And sometimes you don't even know, like some of the jobs of like people, I didn't know people were, like actually, you know, pay for this. And so one of the jobs that are recently, um, that was recently posted that I, I responded to was uh, a job one 
somebody needed help uh, transforming their podcast show note, notes into articles. Mm-hmm. And I, I, before I, I had no clue or no idea that people actually paid people to do this stuff. <laughs> ah, yeah, and there you go. So you, you register to the course and you find a side gig that actually, I don't know if it's repaid your, um, your course, but at least if you find a few of those gigs, well, then your uh, investment is already repaying for itself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's excellent. Excellent, Jerry. And then uh, my number two questions. Well, you work in a library, so this one will be easy for you. Or maybe (laughs) not. Um, (laughs) What is the best book uh, you would recommend to anyone, uh, Jerry? And it does not need to be financial. Yeah, this is a tough one. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Because I read so many books, and I'm like, which one do I choose from? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess the most recent one I reread was called The Alchemist. Mm -hmm. And... It's all about this guy goes on a journey and he tries to, you know, it's all about believing, believing in yourself and following, chasing your dreams. And I think one quote in there was, uh, if you believe something, uh, then and you uh, take action, then all the world will all the people in the universe will conspire to make your, you know, your dreams happen or your, your goal come true. So it's just um and it was a, it's a powerful lesson because the uh, mindset piece of believing in yourself, even like you, when you're like at the bottom or you're trying to you're in that put in that broke five broke space where you're just mm-hmm. depressed or and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and and it's like you don't you can't see a a better a better life for yourself, and you, you get I mean it, it gets it gets depressing, and you feel like you don't want to you know. You can't escape from it. It's believing in yourself and, you know, keeping on because sometimes you're going to have to go through periods where, you know, you're not going to you're going to have to go face obstacles in life where it it seems like you can't. They're insurmountable and you can't overcome them. Mm -hmm. But just believing in your and yourself and keep it move, keeping stay like move, keep trying to move forward if despite, you know, the setbacks, that's uh, something that, you know, that's um, that's much needed if you're going to succeed in life. So, Okay, very good. And actually, you're the third one recommending this book uh, on the podcast. So <laughs> maybe it's time I try to... <laughs> I try to pick it up and uh, give it a give it a yeah just read it. <laughs> okay, very cool. I'll uh, I'll link it all up in the show notes anyway, and I'll uh, maybe I'll keep a copy for myself. And uh, last uh, question, uh, Jerry, uh, what is the best purchase you've made for under a hundred dollars? Uh, the best purchase uh, is my Google Home. <laughs> I like uh love tech products, so I like tinkering mm-hmm. around with it. So I get a chance to you know control. I control the lights, and it's just a fun. And I, if my nieces and nephews come over, I could play the trivia game with them. I could play certain games, and if I lose my phone, I could be like, "Hey Google, where's my phone?" And it'll <laughs> find it for me. Yeah. yeah. So, and I like and I and like from there, I could come something I like programming it. You can. To buy like a uh, third party apps, you can program it using those and uh, and like using like a it's my way of like learning like artificial intelligence. You can program it through natural using natural language. Mm-hmm. So I get into that. It's kind of it's kind of fun. So, okay, sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a bit nerdy as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's kind of. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of because you can you can gain a, a you can acquire like a some people look down on it as a purchase of like yeah oh, you don't need that but it's the way I I kind of justified I was like yeah you can gain a skill from you know if you really like hey it's uh, very trendy yeah so if it. you yeah. understand those things uh, the better for you huh okay very yeah. cool very <laughs> cool Jerry and uh, Jerry actually where can people uh, yeah hear more about you uh, hear more uh, read more about those fee um, Broke fee broke um, interviews that you made. Where can people find you and on social media? Uh, social media, I'm most active on Twitter. Uh, it's Peerless Money, P E R L E S S Money. Uh, that's where I'm, I'm mostly active. I think I just we uh, chatted there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can find me on the blog. It's uh, peerlessmoneymentor.com. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Well, I'll link it all up so people can find you and follow your uh, funny tweets. So that's uh, that's great. So Jerry, <laughs> uh, once again, thanks so much for being on the show, and uh, yeah, we'll speak soon. 
You're welcome. Looking forward to maybe seeing you at uh, FinCon this, this, uh, in September. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. Yeah, and for me, it's always fun because I met uh, Jerry on Twitter. And, you know, when you meet on Twitter, you never hear the voice. You don't know how they speak. You just have a feeling of uh, how they think. And that's uh, that was quite fun with this interview because, yeah, we got along quite well. And I found it a very pleasant interview. Anyway, that's uh, me just rambling here by myself, so you don't care about that. Anyway, so um, yeah, before I forget, before we move on to the key takeaways, today's Jerry's birthday, actually. So join me in congratulating him on his birthday, on his 33rd birthday uh, on Twitter. Send him a tweet, at uh, peerlessmoney, and I wish him happy birthday. Say you heard him on the Johnny Talks podcast and wish him happy birthday. He will be happy. And now let's go for the key takeaways before we close the show. So let's start with the credit card and uh, debt part. And as we heard, well, Jerry got first attracted, in between brackets, attracted to credit cards thanks to their rewards program. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, just make sure that you can afford every payment. I mean, make a sound use of your credit card and do not get lured uh, into collecting points and miles and, and chase those. Uh, I mean, as Jerry said, well, maybe at the end it will not make economical sense if you will get a high debt and you only make the minimum payments and that you get the, the points or whatever, the miles, that will allow you to fly for free or get some uh, extra purchases. So just make the this evaluation for yourself. And he gave a good tip that if you should end up with a large debt, with a high interest rate, look at refinancing solutions. I mean, this, things, uh, this will make things easier for your repayment. But of course, hopefully you not you do not get there in the first place. <laughs> Okay, the next point, easy cash but hard life. The more credit cards you will have and the more debt will accumulate in the background. And like Jerry, you might end up having to work extra jobs and endure like 88 hours work weeks just to pay it all off. So yeah, it's quite tough. It's quite a tough life. And in addition, this can put a strain on your relationships. So think twice. (laughs) So the next point, Avoid the I deserve it mentality. Even though it can be hard or embarrassing not being able to afford the trips and the various activities with your peer group, really live below your means. I mean, this is a crucial step for your finances to get healthy finances and to get back on track should you have landed into a debt situation. The next point is uh, something that actually striked me in this conversation is that, yeah, going into debt can happen to anyone. And from the stories uh, we've heard uh, from Jerry, It all boils down to psychology, background, childhood, and so on. People that find themselves in a depression will often make irrational decisions, such as overspending on items they can't afford, for example, a house or a car. This reminds me as well of the first uh, podcast interview I uh, recorded with uh, my friend Virginia. Well, she got into uh, a debt and she even bought an expensive car. So it's totally irrational, but I guess it's all about the emotions and psychology. And as well, a good remark uh, that uh, Jerry made in this episode is that even though the knowledge is around and people know exactly what to do, how to handle their finances, they do not do it because, you know, of the emotions. It's hard to control yourself. It's hard to think. It's hard to think clearly. And then we'll move on uh, for the next uh, two points. We'll move to the side hustles part. So side hustles like driving for Uber may seem exciting at first, even addictive, as Jerry mentioned. Because you see the extra money flowing in and it's nice, you know, you have days where you make $250, for example. But once Jerry um, performed the full cost benefit analysis, well, he realized that he was only making $10 an hour. So is it really worth it for you? Does it make sense? Well, what he concluded is that, yeah, for someone who needs the money right now, in the short term, it can make sense to... uh, take on food delivery jobs like uh, Foodora, etc., uh, online surveys or driving for Uber, even though the hourly wage is very low, like 10 bucks, 5 bucks, even 1 bucks for a survey. But on the, on the other hand, if you're trying to create an extra stream of income for the long term, well, look at high-in-demand skills such as coding, social media marketing like he does, freelancing, etc. And if you manage to develop those skills well, This can even turn into full-time activities. And there's so much demand in the market for things you didn't even think of. You know, like he mentioned that people are asking freelancers to write show notes for podcasts. I mean, I'm doing them myself at the moment. 
But yeah, I mean, if as I grow, I could easily uh, foresee that someone like Jerry or somebody else could do this. So it's a skill that is required. It's an in-demand skill. So yeah, look into those and see if you can find some set activities that you're passionate about. That's e even easier to do. And yeah, see for yourself. And last, I want to conclude with one great sentence of the birthday boy Jerry. Is that, yeah, all this side hustling and making money, yeah, it's nice, it's great. But in the end, you want to work to live and enjoy your time with your friends and family and not, and you don't want to live to work. So I think that's a beautiful conclusion for today. <laughs> don't you think? So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.